Welcome to the War is Everything podcast, where we share scripture, discuss the Christian metal scene and music, and help promote lesser-known bands. I'm Zachariah. And I'm Hunter. And we're your hosts. All right, today's scripture is from Psalm 130, and we're reading the whole thing. It says, Out of the depths I cry to you, O Lord. O Lord, hear my voice. Let your ears be attentive to the voice of my pleas for mercy. If you, O Lord, should mark iniquities, O Lord, who could stand? But with you there is forgiveness that you may be feared. I wait for the Lord. My soul waits. And in his word I hope. My soul waits for the Lord. More than watchmen for the morning. More than watchmen for the morning. O Israel, hope in the Lord. For with the Lord there is steadfast love. And with him is plentiful redemption. And he will redeem Israel from all his iniquities. Well, welcome to another War is Everything podcast, and this one is a, a bonus episode because we're starting to realize that we have more people that need to be on here than we have time to include in one episode a week. So uh, with that, I want to welcome uh, a good friend of mine and another podcast host. Uh, his name is Cody Fields. So welcome, Cody. Well, thanks for having me. So some of you may recognize that voice from uh, the Westminster Effects Doxology podcast. And uh, I would totally recommend it. If you haven't heard it yet, go listen to it. I've been listening to it since since I found it, but I've listened from the start. So I'm got, sorry. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I've had to hear Cody's voice other than like one episode, I think, where John did it or something. It was yeah. literally just you for the last 150 episodes. So yeah, John <laughs> John went solo for one episode. I don't even remember what was going on. But it was something just insane with scheduling. And John was just like, you know what? I'll just take it. It's cool. You must have been away from Nam or something, either summer or winter Nam. I don't know. I don't even remember at this point. It was just one of those, one of those weeks. We'll just, yeah. we'll just call it that. So yeah, it's good to have you on, Cody. Honestly, I wasn't sure how we were gonna fit it in. So I was like, all right, time to just bump up the episodes at this point. <laughs> <laughs> no, so. I know how that goes very well. So uh, good to have you. And for anybody listening, this is not going to be a typical episode in that the song that we're playing is actually a worship song. But uh, that is very important because if not, you should be, but we all attend church. So, yeah. So as we look at that, we should all be familiar, at least with the general idea of the musical side of worship because worship is not only music but it's it's a part of it that we incorporate into our services so in that let's look at uh the background to what we're talking about today so cody tell me about westminster worship uh to get to westminster worship you, you kind of have to start with you know we've already talked about the podcast briefly uh yep. but the the first portion of the podcast title being westminster effects so Westminster effects is my, uh, church history themed, uh, guitar effects pedal brand. And so we've got, you know, Calvin, Luther, Edwards, Augustine, uh, and then, you know, various, uh, reformation cities like Geneva and Zurich and Wittenberg featured. And I really started the, the company, uh, as a, as an attempt to be like, Hey, you know, church musicians, y'all can read a book every now and then, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, because anybody uh, familiar with the theological state of of worship music of I call it big worship, um, it, it's not good. <laughs> it's yeah. Just just to be blunt about it, it's really not good. Whether it's inaccurate songs or imbalanced songs or just emotionally manipulative songs, um, or uh, you know, if if we're talking about certain groups, they're outright heretical. Um, and, and then that church is really, it really fits the definition of a cult. Um, so Westminster effects is one, it, the, the tagline I've come up with is it's to the glory of God and the tone of his people <laughs> as dumb as that is. Uh, but let's equip church musicians. If unbelievers or even Christians who aren't playing in church want to play my stuff, then awesome. Uh, I mean, I do have some higher gain type of things that won't often work well <laughs> in most church settings. So by all means, let's uh, let's have some fun outside of church too. But let's also think deeper and richer thoughts about the God that we say we worship. And so 
within that, uh, we've we've also started the Westminster Effects Doxology podcast, which is me, my pastor, and we've already referred to John, old Lutheran John in Nebraska. So I, I'm based in the Greenville, South Carolina area. And so, you know, we pipe him in via Zoom like we're doing right now. And uh, and it started as a as a worship leading podcast, but it's really just kind of evolved into anything that can touch local church life kind of podcast. Uh, so whether it's uh, talking about uh, a certain a certain illness that you may have heard of, you know, I'll, I'll spare your SEO. That's <laughs> uh, all right. How, how churches respond to that, how churches respond to various theological controversies. You know, I think of guys like Josh Harris of outright apostatizing in the last couple of years, uh, or the, what's the guy from Hillsong? Marty Sampson. Yep. Uh, uh, guys like that or whatever, you know, even, even down to, uh, as a, as a church musician, how do you take criticism? Do you take it well, or do you not take it well? Mm -hmm. And, and why should I, you know, how, and even how should we give criticism and stuff like that? And so, uh, I am the only guitar pedal builder in the world with a theology podcast, strange enough as it is. Uh, but then uh, I have teamed up with uh, one, our worship minister at Resurrection Church here in Greer, uh, Stephen Turner, and uh, my friend Matt Forrester, who lives in Spartanburg, about 20 minutes away. And really just kind of anybody else who who can uh, team up with us in a timely manner uh, to do Westminster worship. Uh, so we're putting out, uh, worship music for it, it's meant to be congregational worship. Let's put it that way. Um, our three pillars are theologically rich. So not just not wrong. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, you can say God is good and that's a good thing to sing, right? Yep. Which God, which God are we talking about? <laughs> Mm -hmm. Uh, Well, God saved me. He, you know, one of the big uh, illustrations that people like to use right now is breaking chains. Well, what chains are being broken? Mm -hmm. Uh, That's kind of important. We have, uh, so we have theological richness, congregationally singable. I want like the average dude, say who's an auto mechanic or, or a carpenter or whatever, Mm -hmm. who has no musical background to be able to keep up. Right. I don't want, I don't want uh, like Michael Jackson ranges. (laughs) Um, But then also musically interesting. Uh, It needs to be fun to play. And there's a lot of uh, a lot of modern style worship. And and I'm not going to call out certain names here, uh, but certain really, really sound worship music that, eh, take it or leave it in terms of how much fun it is to play. You know, the words might be incredible and the melody might be incredible, but in terms of actually being a, you know, being an electric guitarist, like, nah, there's not a, not a whole lot here. And so we're putting out a song at a time so as to not flood people and make them feel pressured into, Oh, I have to learn 10 songs at once. Mm -hmm. It's it's here's a song. uh, Go sing it in your church. (laughs) <laughs> here you go. And, and here's the resources for all of that. And so it's really just kind of become this, uh, this entire collective of, of different projects of, you know, helping church guitarists sound good, um, equipping them with music and equipping them with how to think uh, through different theological, doctrinal and practical things uh, within church life. I love it. I'm all for that. So I, I mean, Good. not like, it, yeah, I was say, yeah, not like, not like it matters because God has prescribed a very specific set of things anyway. So, right. Um, Absolutely. So, so as, as we look at that um, and actually you get, you just had a podcast on this anyway. So like the, the effects doxology podcast, you guys just talked about worship in the most recent episode and songs mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So yeah. this is basically a follow-up for you on that one. <laughs> But, oh uh, yeah. 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 Where that one, that one addressed an observation I made recently of who can, who can sing our songs without blushing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Or, or feel uh, the weight 
of it, right? And so a in leaving names out of this, a an artist, actually an artist that I've worked with with the pedal brand, but is a secular artist, uh, decided on and I'll just be gender neutral, which is the, the big thing right now. <laughs> His or her Instagram <laughs> posted, hey, I'm gonna start posting uh spiritual songs and posted a cover of Oceans. And even went so far as to change the bridge from in the presence of my savior to in the presence of my maker. What? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like <clears throat> you can sing that song and even change, even change the reference to Jesus being the savior of the world and not feel like you're about to get hit by lightning. <laughs> <laughs> or just fall down dead like Ananias and Sapphira. Mm-hmm. Uh, like the, it really feels like kind of a Romans one moment of the wrath of God is being revealed because you're suppressing the knowledge that you have of God in your unrighteousness. Yeah. But at the same time on our end, on the church's end, what kind of songs are we putting out and promoting and singing? Is it really so vague about the gospel that just some rando pagan can sing it? Oh yeah, this is fine. You know, this this fits with my general squishy spirituality, which yep. really is kind of what a lot of American Christianity is anyway. So it's it's stuff like that. And I mean, not that specifically as an example, but generally the idea that the modern CCM is so squishy and is so theologically uh, shallow that you guys have felt the need to give a better voice to what's coming out in newer styles, correct? Yes, absolutely. I mean, what one way uh, the hot take is we want to Christianize big worship. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Man, that's that's rough to hear. Right. But, uh, but it's needed, I think. And yeah. and I, what I don't want people to hear is is me just railing uh like the old man yells at cloud meme. Uh yep. there there is a joy to this. Uh there's you know, speaking of psalms, since we read a psalm, which is the psalm that we that we put to music for mm-hmm. our first Westminster worship song, you know there are so many warfare psalms, right? And, and we are fighting a a spiritual battle, and that's that's not to say that Satan's hiding behind every rock, but you know the ultimate uh, the ultimate war that we're waging isn't against flesh and blood right Mm -hmm. it's against principalities and powers and which ultimately means a lot of times we're waging war against ideas yep at the same time the joy of the lord is our strength so we should be fighting this war joyfully right like we should be enjoying ourselves Mm -hmm. (laughs) we're not we're not uh we're not sadistic or masochistic we're not trying to uh just go around and get our theological swords bloodied uh, and, and yes, I ran you through and that's awesome. Uh, but, uh, but what we're doing is we're fighting, uh, for the one in whose presence is fullness of joy. Right. And so that should change. That should affect how we approach all of it. So even if, even if we need to have a mic drop moment or, you know, hit somebody in the face with our theological hammer, <laughs> it's not, it's, it's not simply out of spite. Drive a stake through the head of a tyrant. Yes. <laughs> so no, and yeah, the, I, I know the Bible is awesome. Go read it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's the Bible is one of the most metal books you can find. So I, I don't know. I mean, for my general audience who enjoy metal, obviously it fits our category oh, yeah. well. So absolutely. Yeah, and and in this, it's first off, I want people to understand because I've known Cody for a while now. Cody would never just go off on people for the sake of going off on people. That is not how he works. <laughs> but have uh, before, <laughs> but not currently. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we we've all been in cage stage mode, so it happens. Yes, that's true. That's very but, true. Uh, yeah. So in this case, it's it's definitely out of love and it's out of the desire to see other people worshiping well, the only God who deserves worship, the yes. only God in general. But uh, um uppercase g that is <laughs> yes <laughs> um, so yeah so in that uh i know that a lot of the a lot of the fans of metal music especially in the christian community tend to 
not focus so much on the theological background, but there are a, f- a niche few that are totally sold on making sure that the theology matches the music. So I think this right. song is going to be for them. Um, yeah. And even <clears throat> like, I, I'm a high gain guy at heart. Like I cut my teeth on mid two thousands, pop punk, emo, screamo metalcore. Yep. Um, and I still love that stuff. And I'm still in a band that, you know, it's basically 2009 era post hardcore. Um, but we, with Westminster worship, we want the lyrics and the music to match up. And so uh, Stephen is, is really intentional with this kind of stuff. And so with Psalm 130, if you, O Lord, should mark iniquity, O Lord, who would stand? He goes to the two on that and creates mm-hmm. some musical tension, right? It's not just, you know, the one, four, five over and over again. <laughs> it's, yep. it's what, what needs to be conveyed here. And if we need tension, let's have tension. If it's celebration, let's have celebration. And we're, we're not going to be afraid to play in minor keys, which is really about all I can write in, in the first place. But, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but even, you know, like I, I've, I had a chord progression stuck in my head forever and it was going to be definitely a more upbeat worship song. And then I realized it was the, the intro chord progression for here's your letter by blink 182. Oh, geez. so the, so the working title has been blink 180 worship. Um, but you know, that, that would be a, a big fun celebratory song, but it's not, that's not going to be an imprecatory Psalm. No, <laughs> yeah. no but we need to sing those at the same time, you know, sing, sing the whole counsel of God. Um, Don't, don't polish it so much that it loses, uh, it loses its edge, uh, which, you know, it'll split you wide open, right? You know, it, it, the word of God is sharper than any two edged sword and it divides down to the marrow. That's Mm -hmm. really, really sharp. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) <laughs> and and we should let it cut us when it needs to. And when we have that imbalance and, and I've brought this up on my own podcast is uh, Christian metal exists partially because churches aren't willing to sing the imprecatory Psalms, you know, yep. Christian Christians need an outlet for, for that anger, uh, for the strife, for uh, going through garbage <laughs> And right now it's, well, we have metal mm-hmm. uh, largely because our, our churches have gotten so soft and, you know, even dare I say it sometimes effeminate uh, with, with our musical selections where it's only happy clappy. It's only uh, prom date with Jesus kind of stuff <laughs> where, you know, regardless of your take on revelation uh, when Jesus shows up in revelation, John falls down and says, Oh crap, I'm dead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and then you have John 12 referencing Isaiah 6 uh when you know Jesus is who Isaiah saw in the temple and Isaiah's response was oh crap I'm dead. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't it wasn't uh you know let me just get a hug from from Sky Daddy. <laughs> you know. <laughs> I actually told that story that you guys had uh talked about and I looked it up after you had mentioned it the the worship leader who shall not be named and uh, I actually mentioned it in my staff meeting the other week because <laughs> we were talking about the the transfiguration and uh, yeah yeah yeah. So are are you talking about the the worship leader who saw Jesus and he basically turned into Stretch Armstrong? Yeah, and yep. said I love you this yes. much, yep. and his arms just kept getting longer. Yeah, mm-hmm. so, yeah. But uh, yeah, I mentioned that in my staff meeting the other week, and uh, the staff thought that was pretty pretty hilarious but we also lamented the fact that someone thought that that was jesus so yeah like we should we should recognize uh she did have an experience i don't doubt that yep right and and so with with some of these uh groups yeah i don't doubt that you're having an experience any any less than i would doubt that some ufo hunter on ayahuasca had some kind of experience right Mm -hmm. um but who was that experience with yeah, you know, did those uh, did the actual characteristics line up with what we see in Scripture, and with this particular instance? No, no, <laughs> no, we didn't in the slightest. <laughs> yeah, Me- meeting Jesus is not this just like grand. Oh, I'm going to give him a hug kind of thing. Like, right. uh, nope. If you're alive and you're meeting Jesus by any means, chances are you <laughs> you have something seriously going on, and yeah. it's it's going to be rough. So, 
Yeah. Um, it, and you know, it's never mind. I won't get on that soapbox right now. That's right. I'll spare you that one. So you were talking about uh, singing the whole counsel of God. And actually I had come up with this on my way to uh, lead worship one Sunday morning. I just kind of like talked to text it into my, my notes. And uh, so we're talking about not singing the imprecatory Psalms, but I think we also miss the mark in that we don't sing about the entirety of the qualities of God, which is also important. Absolutely. Yes. So this is what I had come up with. And I said, if you serve God, highlighting only one of his characteristics, you ultimately end up with idolatry of a God that does not exist. Absolutely. So absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you, you look at, you know, we, in, in theological circles, we often describe God with how he's not, Mm-hmm. Right. So he is immutable. So he doesn't change. Um, he's impassable. This is, you know, going to step on some toes. God doesn't have emotions. He doesn't have passions. Uh, believe it or not, God is not moved by us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. God has determined what he's going to do in eternity past and nothing is going to change that. Now he has determined the ends and the means. So if he has determined the means of prayer, through which to accomplish his purposes. We obviously celebrate that, but God, God isn't, uh, he he just does not have emotions in the same way that we do. Right. Uh, yes, he has wrath. He has joy. He is wrath. He is joy. He is love, but he is not controlled by those. Right. So if, if, you know, I, if I leave this podcast and start sinning egregiously, uh, he has wrath for sin, but I didn't ruin his day. <laughs> uh, you know, so sing about all of those. Sing about God's wrath. Uh, we know how awesome God's grace is because we know how terrible his wrath is. If you read Romans 9, yep. uh, you know, making known his eternal power, uh, but also making known his eternal glory and his grace, right? So, and you even see in Revelation 15, uh, again, regardless of how you see Revelation 15, you see the saints praising God for sending people to hell, (laughs) as heavy as that is. Uh, But you also see the heavens declare the glory of God, the immensity of God. But then you also have Jesus uh, taking on flesh and, and becoming a servant for us, right? So you, if you take all of those, you, you, you remain balanced, and you remain biblical. Uh, but you also like, you also maximize your joy in that, uh, because none of those are, yeah, a little bit of this and a little bit of this and a little bit of this. And we're going to focus on this particular thing. No focus on all of it. Mm -hmm. And you're going to have a much better time. Absolutely. I'm, I'm sure a lot of people are getting, uh, getting their full, theology study for the week just off of this podcast so (laughs) if you need to pause this to go back and check all those references to to john and revelation and all that please do but uh yeah because the word wasn't given to you so that we could just preach at you without you opening it so yeah go be a berean if i'm wrong let me know you know, I've changed stances before (laughs) I've been wrong before. I always think I'm right, but we, all of us always think that we're right in the moment. Right. Well, unless you're me and you second guess everything you say, and then you have to (laughs) look over your shoulder and at the pastors behind you, like, was that right? Okay. I'm good. Yeah. (laughs) So that's a different issue altogether, but but that's, that's the joy of going from non-denominational to Lutheran. So that's my own fault. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You went, you went from being uh clandestinely Baptist to, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, to confessional Lutheran. I know it's, well, as John would say it basically Augsburgian. So, yeah. but uh, yeah, to, to move on to the song, um, cause I'm sure theology will come up in that too. Yes. So looking directly at the lyrics, let's just go back through Psalm 130. So as you were saying, this this song isn't a happy clappy. This isn't a super upbeat, you know, like modern vertical worship kind of thing. I don't mean vertical as in the church, just more of a straight from us to God kind of thing. Right. So, but I mean, it is, a it's a lament or it's a cry out to God in that there's obviously something happening, understanding uh, that we're, we're struggling with sin in this and that there's 
much that we can't deal with that requires God's help. And that's, I think, the entirety of this song. Yeah, I mean, it starts out with, out of the depths, I cry to you, O Lord. O Lord, hear my voice, right? Um, Let your ears be attentive to the voice of my pleas for mercy. Uh, Like, there's a reckoning with, I know just how jacked up I am. You know, mm-hmm. if we're being, if we're being honest um, and then, you know, you, you get to that turn. If you, O Lord, should mark iniquities, O Lord, who could stand? Right. And, and the answer to that is no one. Yeah. Nobody. Spoiler alert. Um, <laughs> you know, but with you, there's forgiveness. Right. So that's awesome. Uh, you know, the sovereign God of the universe uh, against whom I have, as R.C. Sproul put it, I've committed cosmic treason against him. Uh, he's willing to forgive. <laughs> what? <laughs> that should be mind blowing to us. Yep. He doesn't owe us that. Right. Uh, and then there's that you may be feared. Well, we don't mm. like to think about that in the modern church world. Uh, there's God forgives so that we might fear him. Uh, I think it, it's either the Psalms or the Proverbs that say the, the fear of God is the beginning of wisdom. Yeah. Right. It's, it's once you actually fear God and it's, this isn't just a general reverence. This is that Isaiah. Oh crap. I'm dead. Kind of thing. Yep. <laughs> um, you really need to know who you're dealing with and yes, we can approach the throne boldly and recovered by the blood and forgiven. And, you know, we've been regenerated and all that, but know who you're dealing with. Right. Um, I'm, I'm actually going back through the line, the witch in the wardrobe and just last night, and during the commercial break of watching the Braves choke in game five of the National League Championship Series, uh, you know, it's, is he safe? No, he's not safe, but he's good. Right. It, that's who you're dealing with. Yeah. Um, and I've and I've actually been so sidetrack. Um, I used to do some personal assistant for a fo- assistant stuff for a photographer around here. And we did a week long uh, shoot for a candle company. Uh, and the theme was, you know, you had the the model with animals, right? So there was one day that, you know, there was a zebra uh, and the zebra had a pet goat, hilariously enough. The zebra had to be within eye shot of this goat or it would freak out. Uh, you know, we had a, we had a cockatoo out there one day and then one day they brought out a lion. Oh <laughs> yeah. And so the lion was not caged. It was chained, but I was manning a light. And I was like 10 feet away from this thing and it would growl and you felt it in your gut. It was intimidating. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so the, the plan was, you know, you shoot the lion first next to the chair and then you shoot the model in the chair and you Photoshop the two together because, you know, obviously you can't take that risk. And the chair was covered in sheet metal and reflective. And at one point the lion freaked out on the chair <laughs> and tore through the sheet metal with its claws. Well, all and right. So, yeah. And so, you know, you, you put that together with, with Aslan and, and with the lion, the witch and the wardrobe and, and you're thinking, yeah, that's, that's who we're dealing with. Like, and, and that's, that's the created illustration. You know, the mm-hmm. creator is obviously going to be significantly more powerful than that. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, so, He's forgiven us that we might fear him. Right. So then it gets to the chorus and you know, this is the only verses. These are the only verses that we repeat as the hook. I wait for the Lord. My soul waits. And in his word, I hope my soul waits for the Lord more than watchmen for the morning. So in his word, I hope you obviously have God's promises in his covenants uh, mm-hmm. you also have in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God and the word became flesh and dwelt among us. Right. So you, you connect all of those things within progressive revelation, but then you have more than watchmen for the morning. Well, what are watchmen doing in this culture is they're, they're keeping they're they're keeping watch. They're looking out for enemy attacks and <clears throat> it's, it's got this wartime, uh, imagery where there's probably a little anxiety going on here. I, I understand Jesus said, don't be anxious for anything, but in, but in terms of the illustration, 
you want the sun to come up, <laughs> right? Uh, if for nothing, for no other reason, at least you'll be able to see the enemy better. And, and that's what God does for us as he illuminates life for us. He reveals himself and by the light of himself, we see everything else, right? So you can, you can think of it as, as, uh, a, as a lens through which we see everything else. Right. Um, so then the bridge, Oh, Israel, hope in the Lord. Well, who cares about Israel? <laughs> you can take the dispensational approach and think, yes, geopolitical Israel, 1948, uh, iron dome. <laughs> and, and, uh, you know, obviously we shouldn't wish ill upon, I don't think we should wish ill upon any nation state. Um, but that's not what we're talking about. We're not talking about unbelieving Jews. We're talking about the church. You know, Galatians says that the church is the Israel of God. Romans 9 says that not all who are descended of Abraham are of Abraham, right? Yep. So uh, those who are of Abraham are the church, those who believe the congregation of God, right? So, oh, church, hope in the Lord, for with the Lord there is steadfast love, and with him there is not just a little redemption, but plentiful redemption. It's it's so much redemption that you can't get more redeemed, <laughs> right? It's it's redeemed all the way down, and he yep. will redeem Israel, the church, from all his iniquities, right? So all of his iniquities. No, there are no more iniquities to be redeemed from, mm-hmm. and and we don't we don't get that as Christians often, uh, it's, you know, I'll try harder next time. God, sorry about that porn addiction. <laughs> sorry about, uh, me being a turd to my wife, yeah. uh, or, or what have you, or, or even just not even making time to pray or whatever, you know, sorry for my bad attitude. Uh, I'll try harder next time. No, like he redeemed you from that. If you're in Christ, right. Um, it's, it's not just keep your nose clean until you get to heaven. It's you live from your redemption. Yep. You live from the grace that God has given you. And that's, that's really kind of the message of the song is you go from I'm in the depths. Hey God, can you hear me? And then realizing that there is forgiveness. And then in that bridge of, Oh, Israel, hope in the Lord, that is the climax of the song for the Lord. There's steadfast love and plentiful redemption. That's the celebration. Oh yeah, this part's awesome. Sorry for my dog in the background. My wife just got that's, home from a run. That's all right. <laughs> that's what noise gates are for. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but but yeah, I mean that's that's the song, and what we're hoping to do is put out more in that vein, mm. in different styles. If we need to go bluegrass for a song, we'll go bluegrass. I ain't scared. <laughs> <laughs> if we need to go, if we need to go a little bit pop punk. We'll go pop punk, uh, but it's it's not about the style. It's about ultimately what are you conveying? Yep. So, looking forward, is there anything that you're able to give on details on what we should be looking at next? Are we looking at the uh, the Blink 180 worship? <laughs> I don't know exactly. That's been slow slow going. Uh, we are going to put out something in November. Um, and, and the November release will be some kind of Christmas incarnation emphasis Hmm. to get it out in time for, for Advent, for December, get it out there. So it's like, Hey, yeah, go play this, um, right now. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, and, and, and we do provide chord charts and, and electric guitar tabs and all that kind of stuff. And, and I'm about to put out, uh, multi-tracks for purchase. Uh, so Hmm. if, if you're understaffed or what have you, you can, you can still, uh, have whatever you need and throw it in Ableton. Sure. Um, so with Westminster worship, yes, we're planning on a song coming out within the next, at least a song, maybe two, uh, within the next few weeks, uh, with Westminster effects, it's, there's always, you know, something in the works. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, I'm always trying to think a step or two ahead of releases and, uh, the, the newest release is the Augustine clean boost version two, uh, which, you know, being in the metal vein, uh, a lot of a lot of your listeners may be interested. It's um, it harkens to the TC Electronic Integrated Preamp, 
which is a very high uh, high output boost that works extremely well in front of a high gain amp or a high gain distortion. I'm, I'm running a, uh, I can't really say what it is, but a prototype will say uh, <laughs> high gain amp in a box distortion pedal that I'm running it in front of. Um, and it, you know, the, the integrated preamp is what Meshuggah used to boost their guitars and their early work. Yep. So it, it'll tighten stuff up, you know, do the tube screamer thing. If you want it, it'll also do the solo boost thing. Uh, it'll do the always on thing, whatever you want it to do kind of thing. But particularly for high gain guys, this gets a lot, uh, this gets really, really fun, <laughs> really, really quickly. And it's a pedal that doesn't incorrectly use Greek letters. Correct. <laughs> that one's for Brian Morris, just in case yes. he decides to listen to this. <laughs> just for Brian, because I get so much crap for the exegete with the quote unquote ease actually being Sigmas. I know. I know. <laughs> it's, it's, it's the, the branding, okay? Yeah, the branding say, is more important. The, the design where you're like, hey, this would be a cool idea. And then you put it to use and you're like, man, that looks great. And then you put it out there and they're like, why'd you use Sigma instead of <laughs> instead of Epsilon or something stupid like yeah. that? So yeah, yeah I totally So people it. can actually, so the unlearned can actually read it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. I, and, and that's, that's another thing with the, within the Westminster family is, is you're a part of the Westminster effects doxology podcast lounge, which is yep. a, it's a, it's a private group. Uh, I think it's private. It's at least closed. Mm -hmm. uh, but we talk about anything and everything. Uh, unfortunately. It, yeah. Sometimes <laughs> fortunately, sometimes unfortunately, uh, <laughs> you know, it's guitars and pedals and theology and, baseball recently mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then getting criticized for talking too much about baseball and then everybody telling him to shut up and whatever, <laughs> but, but we have a good time in there and, and we don't pull punches and I've never had to ban anybody yet. We've had a couple people leave and your mm. loss, uh, yeah. but uh, we, we don't censor anybody really. Uh, well, correction. I've, I've deleted a couple comments. <laughs> <laughs> one of mine in particular to be honest yeah and i don't even remember what it was but yeah. you know there there are times it's like uh we've we've got some ladies from my church in here <laughs> yeah yeah i, I maybe, forget maybe shield them from some of that <laughs> yeah the uh the sex jokes usually when uh when your mom is in there oh my, and i oh don't realize gosh. yeah yeah it's well like, oh. my, my parents have made plenty of sex jokes in front of me so they can <laughs> anyway <laughs> so yeah so and actually we modeled ours kind of after yours because i was like do we want to have a page for this podcast or do we want to just have a group so i ended up just making a group because i don't need another page for people to like that's just another thing for right. me to manage i'd rather people you know contribute content and other thing as as they find you know new songs that come out and all that so it makes it yep. so much easier Absolutely. Yeah. That makes things and, and being able to engage easier than on a page is, is super helpful with people being able to, you know, create their own posts and drive that engagement just helps even more. So, all right. A couple new songs potentially coming out. Also, I was going to say, you do realize that most churches try to plan at least a month and a half ahead. Yes. Okay. <laughs> which which is why we're putting out the incarnational okay. song just, in, in November. Just making sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So, you know, once we do the whole Easter emphasis and that kind of thing, that'll definitely be ahead of time, et cetera. You know, we're, sure. we're there's definitely some flying by the seat of our pants going on, obviously. Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, you know, being able to do uh, only doing a song or two at a time helps us take smaller bites and and do that more right is is we don't have to plan out 10 songs right now yes yeah. right. what are we doing right now okay cool that works let's mm -hmm. do it <laughs> honestly the process is a lot harder than people realize and a lot of the people that listen to this are also musicians so most of our fans are not uh general lay people but we do right. have some i mean obviously like family members who aren't musicians and stuff like that Right. So, uh, yeah, the process of getting stuff recorded and all of that in production, post-production, mixing, mastering, all of it is just, yep. 
especially when you're starting up, because this was the first Westminster worship Psalm 130, right? Yep. Okay. Yep. So it's first one. Yeah. And, and it's, and honestly, it's kind of the same thing with my band, uh, my post-hardcore band, which goes by the name of Igniting the Sky, if anybody's interested. Uh, we haven't put anything out since 2012 or 13 <laughs> uh, lineup changes and all that kind of stuff, but we're, we're working toward, uh, what was going to be a concept album, but now we're going to turn it into two EPs because it's just so much easier to do five songs yep. instead of 10. And especially uh, with vocal turnover where I am responsible for a good chunk of the vocals now. Uh, one, that's right. intimidating. Yeah. <laughs> and two, um, two, that's just, I'm not used to that kind of thing. I'm basically having to rewrite stuff as we go. Mm -hmm. uh, to fit my vocal style and such. And five songs is so much less daunting. And, you know, if, if I can just for instance, if I record one song on vocals a week, then I get it done in a month yep. as opposed to taking almost three months. You know, mm -hmm. that's, that's so much less time. <laughs> oh yeah. So please tell me, and I mean, we're going to have igniting the sky at some point on for you know an actual general oh, yeah. episode but uh please tell me that you're doing the super high vocals because i would love to see cody Fields <sighs> screaming like a little girl yeah we are uh, yeah we we dropped everything <laughs> okay <laughs> uh, yeah for, we used to so our our original singer i don't know why he deleted everything from his youtube but he did uh but he put everything on his youtube and you know that was one of those static you know, let's just put the um, the the promo picture and that's it for YouTube. Yep. And so the promo picture included my now wife um, who okay. plays guitar with us. And <laughs> one of the comments we got was, yeah, this song was awesome until the girl started singing. Like, that's how high oh, he was. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> you know, just assumed that my wife. Uh, was doing the vocals because she was in the pictures. No, that's a dude. And mm -hmm. that's that's why I'm having to rewrite stuff as we go <laughs> yeah. because I'm not hitting that stuff. And that's okay. And you know, so it's it's a little less uh uh a little less in that sleeping with sirens or pierce the veil mm -hmm. <laughs> vocal range. Uh and yeah, getting closer to maybe a maybe closer to a like a census fail uh, range mixed with, uh, our, our other guitarist, who's also helping me out on clean vocals, does the, the, the belt range borderline yelling yep. kind of, kind of singing style, uh, similar to like an Anne Berlin when he, when he really belts it. Uh, so it's kind of like a blend of that. It's going to be weird, whatever, deal with it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm looking forward to it. I've been blasting the igniting the sky, you know, your guys' 2012 stuff since I don't know. I found it I think right after I had heard of you because I saw yeah. it, and so I was like, I'll check it out. And I, honestly, at that point, I had no idea who you were, but I was like, yeah. whatever. And uh, yeah, I've been listening to it ever since. So if if you guys ever awesome. feel like playing in the original key and we're around the area, let me know Ooh. and I'll, I'll fill in for you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean that, that that first EP and yet love is near is something that we we really are proud of. Uh, like all of the songwriting that went into that, I I'm I'm more of a I can help improve this song kind of guy, mm -hmm. if that makes sense. And so let me let me pull up the track listing just because it's going to drive me crazy. So let's see. I wrote the main guitar parts for just two of those five songs. Uh, I contributed to all of them. Uh, whereas, you know, I think we can, you know, do a harmony here, or a riff here, or what have you. And so I can, I can brag a little bit more and feel a little less bad about bragging about it because I only wrote start to finish two of the songs instrumentally. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, but the songwriting that went into that, and that time in our lives was pretty interesting too. You know, it was, we were taking ourselves too seriously trying to make it quote unquote. Yep. Um, and you know, now it's say, let's have fun with this kind of thing. Uh, but you know, 
it's and yet love is near is is it's well written and the themes and how it flows from start to finish and it's just it's just a good ep so i don't mean to make it. i don't mean to make you feel old but uh, i feel like i'm in middle school again when i'm listening to it <laughs> good <laughs> i'll take it uh, how old are you 26 okay so i'm 34 so that lines up then yeah 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 so that would line up with early college for me <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah that's about yeah. my uh my eighth grade ninth grade year kind of kind of music yep. so yep but yep no it's good stuff so westminster worship igniting the sky definitely go check out both of them because uh igniting the sky is gonna be putting stuff out and we will have them back on at that point as well because uh yes that's, sir. this is kind of the precursor this is the hey worship is important too so let's talk yeah. about that but uh <laughs> we will definitely get to actually bringing you guys on and whoever's available for sure yeah absolutely we'll make it happen uh did you have anything else that you wanted to share specifically for the the song for the song oh man go play this in your church (laughs) like we've got the ccli number and all that good stuff you know it's you can put it plug it into planning center and report it and all or just play it i don't care like just go play the song Mm -hmm. uh you know and we have lyric videos on youtube and and we have the we're going to put out a video tutorial soon, uh, but we have the tabs and all of that. Like all of the resources are there for you. Go play it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and, you know, the great thing is when you've memorized the lyrics to this and they'll get stuck in your head. Steven did a good job of putting melody to this thing. Yep. You've memorized an entire song. You've memorized an entire chapter of the Bible at that point. And, the, you know, the song's all of 3.30, you know, so it's not going to be one of those 15-minute long, quote-unquote, quote spontaneous nonsense things. But yep. go sing it. Go sing the Psalms. Make Psalms normal again. Mm-hmm. Actually, I started to do a deep dive as soon as you guys posted this because I was like, you know what? I haven't focused on making sure that the Psalms were in our worship set lists. Uh, yeah, yeah, enough. yeah. So as I did that, I actually found, well, first I found Shane and Shane Psalms 2, which I think that's phenomenal. It's my one of my favorite albums. It's the one I've been listening to on repeat for the last probably two and a half, three months. Oh, yeah. But uh, then I found Shane and Shane Psalms 1, and I was like, this is Psalms, but the shout to the Lord version. So... <laughs> <laughs> So for anybody who doesn't get that, it's the the late 90s, even early 2000s, CCM has its own sound. And you'll understand what I'm saying when you listen to it. Yes, so, very much so. But uh, yeah, so the Psalms are absolutely important. So it's good to have those in your music, whether you're you know someone who's picking the music or someone who's just a part of the congregation. So definitely yep. make that suggestion to your worship leader if you're not. Um. You said multi-tracks. Do you know where you're going to have them all available? We're just going to host them on on the Westminster Effects website. Okay. Um, and it'll be a digital download. Uh, I've, I've reached out to a couple of the uh, multi-track sites. And, you know, either either you're not big enough or we're not taking anybody right now because staffing shortages or whatever. Hmm. Uh, so, okay, well, I'll just take all of the money. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, so that'll be, uh, on Westminster effects.com. I just have to bounce the stems and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, how that goes. Absolutely. It's, it's, it's our own process. So, um, well, I think that's, that's all we got for today. So enjoy the song that we will be playing right after this. And thank you again, Cody, for jumping on and spending your time with me. I apologize. and likewise (laughs) all right here's your worship song you can help support us by heading over to anchor.fm forward slash twie pod and clicking on the donate button where you can select one of a few monthly donation rates of one dollar five dollars or ten dollars all money helps to keep this podcast up and running as well as supports lesser known christian artists thank you for listening and god bless Oh.
Lord of the depths, I cry to you, O Lord. O Lord, hear my voice. Let your ears be attentive to the voice of my pleas for mercy. My soul waits, and in his world.